The Los Angeles Rams are champions of the 2021 NFL season. One play that could have swung things for the Cincinnati Bengals to earn the Lombardi Trophy. And what about those Super Bowl odds for next year? All coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Monday edition, post-Super Bowl Sunday edition. The 2021 season is now over, and we can officially jump into the 2022 offseason with both feet, starting on tomorrow's program. But today, we've got to uh, review everything, our, our takeaways from Super Bowl 56. Congratulations to the the Los Angeles Rams to for winning the title, obviously Matthew Stafford and, and Sean McVay, I think, you know, getting monkeys off their respective backs. Van Jefferson became a dad about two hours after the game. His wife was rushed <laughs> to the hospital to give birth in labor during the game. Taylor Rapp got engaged on the field after the game, rumors of retirement for different players and, and coaches. So uh, sort of a wild scene there at the end and a lot of question marks going into 2022 for uh, everybody, including the worst teams in the league and the best team in the league, the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And by the way, Matt, I think we need to look at those Bet Online odds for the Super Bowl winner from 2023. Those those Super like Bowl it, odds yeah. for next year are very interesting, and those are uh, hot off the uh, hot off the old presses for this Monday following Super Bowl Sunday. But let's get into it. The Rams defeat the Bengals 23 to 20. I'm going to start with this: the Joe Burrow injury. Great news that he was able to finish the game. I don't know how severe that injury was if he would have played in any other circumstances. You know, you hated seeing Odell Beckham go down as well. But let me ask you this to start. If Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, do the Bengals win the Super Bowl? Great question. Um, it, it wouldn't have helped them protect them in the second half. You know, I mean, he still would have. His blocking wouldn't have been any better. Maybe he got out of the way a little bit more. Um, I do think that was big. I, I honestly, I think we might find out later this week that Stafford and Burrow were more, both more injured than we thought. And of course they didn't come out of the game, but I mean, I'm sure that was a factor for both players. Congrats to the Rams. Congrats to the Van Jefferson household, you know, with the, the new baby. Um, I'm going to say no, just because I think the blocking showed its true colors by that point of the game and a healthy burrow probably wouldn't have been enough. But that's a great question because, I mean, it's a really close competitive game. Um, this is a sign sound cynical, and I don't mean to. Maybe I'm just getting old. But the, the hoopla around the Super Bowl and the fact that this game is just so much different than every other game of the season – bothers me more than it used to I think you know the refereeing I'm sure we'll get into and just everything about it how 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 the TV handles it and everything about it just I don't enjoy it quite as much just from a watching perspective um again congrats to the Rams but I didn't think it was an extremely well played game or an extremely well coached game both these guys kind of struggle with clock management and things like that and that hasn't gone away so I, I feel a little underwhelmed. Yeah, you know, the, the game itself wasn't super exciting, aside from it being yeah. the Super Bowl. And both games, both teams came out really slow. 
and I, you think before the game starts, first of all, there's just so much surrounding it, and they're all pumped up, I'm sure, and they run out on the field. Then they stand there forever, and there's all this stuff happening on the field, and there's like extra songs that don't usually happen, right, and then right, the rock right. the rock comes out and talks for like ten minutes. It's like, dude, get off the field! <laughs> right, right. What was that part? <laughs> I was super. I like, thought we were gonna have kicked so it off. So much rock extra, out. and the Super Bowl halftime show, you know, uh, is always uh, super long. So the halftime is double that that any other halftime that a team is is used to playing. You know, so I'm sure timing wise, and just as far as adrenaline wise, th- they might run out of adrenaline that they're they're used to having to start a game. And, and sort of come out flat. It did. It did feel a little bit flat in this mm-hmm. game for sure. Yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, we we put this too much under a microscope. If the Bengals played the Rams in Week 14, then it was on Sunday night or Monday night. We'd all be happy, and it was a good game and great, you know. But just so much is on the line, and every little thing is scrutinized more than it should be. Um, again, taking nothing away from the Rams, uh, I, 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 you know, and. Both these teams keep trying to run the ball, and Cincinnati did well, but the Rams couldn't at all. And I thought both quarterbacks had some ups and downs, but overall played really well. Congrats to Cooper Cup to being the MVP, and that drive was amazing. But how do you leave him alone one-on-one at the goal line? You know, like, no help at all on that touchdown. Like, come on. I mean, he's the only thing they have left. You mentioned the Beckham injury. I thought that was a substantial blow to this passing game. And there was a long stretch there after Beckham got hurt. The cup was a ghost. I mean, I'm sure when I watched the All-22, he had three guys on him probably the whole time. And speaking of three guys on him the whole time, Aaron Donald was, you know, as usual, getting tons of attention. But then he started breaking out. I'm a little biased because I've told you know people on this uh, podcast many times that my first bet when these when this the lines came out was Aaron Donald for MVP, so I was kind of rooting for him to get it. But <laughs> yeah. I thought it was kind of a three way tie between him and Stafford and Cup, and the stars came out for the Rams, and that's how they're built. It's really interesting, Von Miller, yeah. because I said before the game, looking at Matthew Stafford's stat line, if he throws two interceptions, I think the Bengals have to win this game, and he threw two right, interceptions. Right. And the Rams still held on to win, and they were able to, to squeak by 23-20. The Bengals didn't score again after that Burrow injury, which I believe was the first very, very early in the fourth quarter, right? Or was it the end of the third quarter? It was right in that neighborhood. But, I don't yeah, they didn't either. score in the fourth right. quarter. Um, it was the seventh and final sack of Burrow in that game. The Yeah, the you mentioned the Rams not able to run the ball. The Rams literally had one successful run from a yeah, running back yeah. the entire game. Their other successful Amazing. run was that Cooper Cup, which might have been the best play call from Sean McVay in that game to get Dude. a first down. Uh, and and that was a, a really nice change-up to the run game that just wasn't working at all and a really good drive for the Rams to go down and, and win that game. So all credit to the Rams. But I did feel like McVay and, and Zach Taylor, a little underwhelming with the, with the play calling as well in this game. Like Maybe it's just because the results make you think that um, – that you want to blame the play caller, but there was definitely things you could point to. My least favorite call of the game was going empty backfield with Burrow on a bad leg at the end of that game, right? Yeah, it's like you're just telling the defense what you're going to do. No threat to run. They know you're not going to drop back and have some you know big play, so they can just put their heels on the on the the line to gain and and, and let you throw it short and tackle and, and stop you for a stop you from getting a first down which is exactly what happened yeah. so i hated that call i mean you, you, your quarterback's injured you can't have a you can't go empty backfield that just, that just bothers I me i felt it, like the play callers were tight 
you know, it's, I mean, it's such a big stage and everyone's hearts beating a little faster. Yeah, and going know? with I mean, like the halfback passes, both teams tried and it really worked well for the Bengals. Didn't work as well for the Rams. It's a bad throw from Cooper Cup. But man, mm-hmm. like, use your weapons. Like, Cooper Cup is uncoverable. Do you, do you need to go to the trick play? Is that how bad things were on offense? I don't know. It was, it was funky. It was like they they had this play in their back pocket and they really wanted to use it, but I, I don't know if the right if it called for it at, at that moment mm-hmm. either. So I don't know. It, it was just an interesting game. All this time over these two weeks, we better use it. You know, right. like it doesn't mean you have to. Tight, yeah. flat, whatever it was. The both offenses were underwhelming. If you want to blame the coaching staff, if you want to blame injuries, which uh, all all could be you know viable explanations. But, but then was. again, I think the defenses played well because those guys are paid too, right? Raheem Morris back to back really really good game plans, and, and the Rams defense came up big in, in two big games in the NFC Championship game, holding the Niners to seventeen and holding the Bengals to twenty in the Super Bowl. So maybe if anybody's the MVP, and it's it's uh, Raheem Morris in all of this. Yeah, it's a good call. I mean. I love when everyone just bashes the coaches and play callers and offenses and doesn't realize the guys on defense are getting paid too. You know, I mean, it is a two way street and I thought both those defenses played quite well. Um, If you told me, like you said, if these were the results on the stat sheet, when it's all said and done, you would take that from both of these defenses. Um, I'm sitting here pulling up yards for play. They were both under five, you know, four, seven and five. Um, pretty equal with all those type of stats except for the turnovers you know two to nothing in the Rams favor which to your point felt like that would have been enough to get the Bengals to win um I don't know I I I feel like I should have more responses to what we saw you know but I mean really you mentioned the the Bengals offense post Burrow injury but really if you look at it too post Higgins long touchdown that should have been a face mask they did nothing you right. Know, yeah, they had the three points really the rest of the way after 12 seconds yeah. in the in the second half and nothing in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, down the stretch, Rams defense came up big, Aaron Donald came up big, and the Bengals offense did not do enough to go win Cincinnati a title. Right. I got a couple questions for you as it pertains to this game next, Matt. I want to look ahead to the 2022 season and those bet online odds for the next Super Bowl champion. And you brought up the face mask there. What about the officiating in this game? Can fingers be pointed in the zebra's directions? Coming up. As it happens in February, this is the time of year that a lot of folks give up on their New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I personally am sticking to my resolution to eat right. And a lot of that is thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I enjoy eating Built Bar so much. And if you make Built Bars part of your health routine, it will be much easier for you as well. Have you tried the Puffs, by the way? If you haven't, you're missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in, guess what, 100% real chocolate. So you absolutely don't feel like you're missing out. Churro Puffs are back. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie flavor, they're going to be your new favorite. Check them out at Built.com. And oh yeah, Built Bars contain, most of them, only about 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. Compare that to 30 grams of sugar-filled, 250-calorie-plus candy bars that you might be reaching for instead. So go swap out all of your secret snack hiding places with Built Bars, and you'll be better off for it. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you can get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Matt, going to put you on the spot. 
You said that three guys deserved it. Did Aaron Donald get completely ripped off by not getting the MVP award? He made the game-sealing play, double-teamed all game, allowed those other pass rushers to get to Burrow to potentially injure Burrow, which might have actually won the game for them, even though it wasn't Aaron Donald who made that specific play. Eight pressures in the game. Uh, he changes the way the other team played. I, I thought Aaron Donald should have been MVP of that game, but I understand why Cup got it. Trying to be as impartial as possible because AD's a pit guy and I had money on him to win the MVP. So I had <laughs> rooting interest to say the least. And I, I'm thrilled for him that he gets his ring and now he really can be talked about as an all-time great defender. And frankly, a lot of these Rams really solidified their legacies quite a bit. You know, McVay, Whitworth, Stafford, Cup, uh, oh, Von Miller, and especially Donald. But he would have been my vote. I mean, I thought he was the best player on the field. I thought he was the most impactful player on the field. He made a huge run stuff, you know, late in the game. That was a great play. Um, as you mentioned, his presence made everyone around him so much better, as it always does. And respect the Cup. I mean, there was a long stretch there after the Odell injury where Cup was nowhere to be found. And, you know, that drive, the, the winning drive, was great by him and Stafford. Absolutely great. But Cup, Cup finished the day with under 100 yards receiving. You know, I mean, somebody has to win it, and I kind of thought it would be a three-way tie, but I would have voted for Donald. Yep, I, I absolutely would have voted for Donald, especially the way the game was sealed there. I thought that was it. Yeah, you yeah. sealed the game, you, sell, you sealed the, the MVP, and then there's talk of Donald potentially retiring? Had you heard this before? This is brand new to me. There was talk that Aaron Donald would potentially if the Rams won the Super Bowl, would walk away and retire after this game. There, you know, Whitworth makes sense, and, and it was pretty cool for Whitworth. Sure. He talked about it before the game, that it was a cool moment for him to be able to play in the Super Bowl and against his old team at that with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and won that, Walter Payton Man of the Year, too. Yeah, Man yeah. of the Year award. That's what a way, way to, to go out. What a way to go out for Whitworth yeah. in the long career. And for about a week, he was the oldest player in the NFL. And then he'll retire, too, now after Brady retired last week. And who knows, maybe Brady will unretire. But he played, he literally, for one game, he was the oldest player in the league and won a Super Bowl. Pretty and funny, then he yeah. gets to walk away, which is pretty cool. Then there was a rumor that Sean McVay might think about heading to the booth, a la John Madden, even though he was he became the youngest head coach ever to win a Super Bowl on Sunday. Are you buying any of this retirement stuff? I don't know. I mean, it's always a good time to go out on top. You know, I mean, McVay, what, from what I understand, is scheduled to get married and wants to have a family and, you know, do all those things. You know, he is so young. I mean, imagine he's just about to become a dad for the first time. And not that his wife or fiance is pregnant or anything, but that's the plans from what I understand. Or is he just saying to, you know, Stan Kroenke, <laughs> right. you probably should make me the highest paid coach in the league. You know, I just won the Super Bowl. We've been there. You know, my record's unbelievable. As for Donald, I, that, that was like, I mean, with all the hype with this game, as I mentioned before, it seemed like, you know, as the game was starting, one of the announcers, like, under their breath was like, well, yeah, and Donald might retire after this game. Like, yeah, what? I had to rewind it because I was, <laughs> I was like, what? did he just say Donald? I thought, or did he say Whitworth? And I would go back and I was like, oh, he said Aaron Donald. What the hell? I hadn't heard anything about that. Yeah, uh, it doesn't add up at all. But, I mean, I guess he's accomplished everything. I mean, it's weird. Like, like what came to mind to me was, 
Jim Brown retiring, you know, kind of in his prime as an all-time great. I've done it all. I'm going to go do movies or something. You know, like, well, is, is Aaron Donald watching The Rock go? And I could do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't imagine it would happen. He's 30 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, he's probably got more of his career in the rear view than he's got ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. It's not insane, I guess. But, but he's yeah. the best football player on the planet. Yeah, best defensive player of a generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that. I'm glad you brought it up because I was like, what? Where did that come from? You know, but <laughs> I, I'm not really buying it. I mean, what, what happens to the Rams if McVay and, and Aaron Donald both walk away? That would be insane. <laughs> Which brings us to something we I was hesitant to bring up. You even mentioned the Brady rumors. Like, I always oh. worry as a podcast host, like, oh, these next couple, couple weeks, we might not have much to talk about. Like, I don't think that's the case. I mean, the, the NFL always rewards us with stories. There's there is no end to stories in the NFL all year long. It is amazing. And yeah, just something someone's going to break their leg in training camp and the Tom Brady story is just not going to go away and he left that open. And I'm reminded of the Brett Favre retirement saga. And that just like it went on for years and it felt like uh, and that was back at a time when it was, you know, there's a lot less coverage of the league and you kind of go to the sports center every night and every night it was it was Brett Favre Center. It wasn't sports center. And uh, it was driving me crazy way back then. And I feel like that's what's going to happen this offseason with Tom Brady. Like there's going to be a story every day and and every fan base is going to think, well, man, we kind of could use a quarterback, maybe Tom Brady, including the Buccaneers. Including the Buccaneers, including your Niners. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think that's a, something that's going to be and might be thrown like, out Could there, that be know? the one thing? Like Trey Lance tears his ACL in OTAs, right? Could that be the one thing that Brady says, oh, I can you know, play finally for that one season for my childhood team, try to go win a Super Bowl? You know, could, I mean, could that these are things for, you know, down the road. But, hey, trade trade Trey Lance to my Steelers and go sign Tom Brady. <laughs> How about this one? Happy. How about this? Steelers, let, let's – Let's try, and if you have any more thoughts, I wanted to bring up the referees. So let's, yeah, I do want to talk about right, that. A let's little, put a pin but... in this because I want to talk about quarterback movement a little bit as it pertains to these odds for uh, the twenty twenty two season and the February twenty twenty three Super Bowl winner. And we've got those bet online odds on tap here. Uh, some very interesting ones to me. But officiating, I thought it evened itself out. I hated the call on Luke Wilson, and I hated the, the no call. And I I couldn't tell what happened. It looked awkward with the T Higgins touchdown, but real time, I can't blame him. Cause I couldn't, I didn't say, Oh, that was obviously pass interference. You needed slow-mo replay and another angle to see it. The refs are on the field though. You hope they catch it, but they didn't. I felt like it all played out. I think a lot of people were trying to point the finger at the referees in this game. They missed a couple calls. They were both big calls. I, I think it ended up. Okay. It, it, it kind of evened out. I thought so too. I mean, I know it's better radio podcasting if we just say the refs stink blah, blah, make a big fuss yeah, robo Monday. refs review right, everything because right. this is what happened with the 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 pass interference review right there was the one play that stuck out in a huge game like a sore thumb right and and then the next year was hard to watch football because of pass interference review yes exactly <laughs> you know it was, it was brutal I, I had some people like well why can't they review that i'm like oh let's not go down that road again that was a that was a rough watch <sighs> I thought they blew the the Higgins call. You excused it away a little kinder than I would. And it was a massive play. And I was thinking for a while there, I'm like, is this going to be the difference in the game? That would stink. You know, but okay, they blew a, a, a call, what, midway through the game 
And that's the first time any of us complained about the refs. And really up until that point, nothing had been called except for when the idiot Hargrave comes running on the field in his slides in his, you know, inactive. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Is that the first time <laughs> in Super Bowl history that someone has been flagged that didn't even have a uniform on? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even active for the game. And then I think the Bengals got an after the whistle infraction of some sort, unnecessary roughness or whatever. And part of that bothered me a little. Like, I'm sure if you asked Aaron Donald, were you getting held all game? Of course he was. But, you know, in the Super Bowl, they're going to put the – they're not going to – it's not going to be a flag fest. You know, like the Legion of Boom used to grab more, and the same with the Belichick Patriots in the Super Bowls, knowing they're not going to throw flag after flag because grandma that usually doesn't watch the game wants to – isn't going to be as excited to tune in next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to attract new viewers. I get that. One of the reasons why I think the Super Bowl – I get a little cynical about it because it's not as good as it's not the same product. It's a different way of looking at it. But at the end of the game kind of reminded me of hockey, like makeup call. Like I shouldn't have really called that roughing or cross check. Now I owe the Buffalo Sabres one, you know, like I better get this one back. And then, then to me, then the refs get too involved. But in reality, most of the calls, you know, the holds on Cooper cup and things like that needed to be called, you know, I mean, uh, all in all, I don't think the officials swung the balance of power one way or another and give them a break. You know, right. let's find something else. To complain the about. the, the score ended as it should have if they called the right. whole game perfectly and correctly. Right. So was it a perfectly called game? No, but I, I don't think it's much of a story, unfortunately, because, I mean, we can sit here and cry about it and, you know, make people happy. But I just don't see it that way. All right. Congrats to the Los Angeles Rams. No rough, yeah. rough night for the Cincinnati Bengals fans out there. We feel you. And, of course, you should probably tune in to Locked On Rams and Locked On Bengals. Those are great episodes. I'm going to go for a little walk, I think, after this and, and listen to some of those because it's always fun after big games to hear the winners and losers podcast for those respective teams. Next, Matt, let's talk about which team we would be betting on with these bet online odds to win next year's Super Bowl. Bet online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. The season is over, but you can still bet on football at Bet Online. Those Super Bowl odds are up at BetOnline.net. NFL draft props as well. But of course, the tournament is coming. College hoops, pro hoops, NHL. Hopefully, there's a Major League Baseball season to bet on at BetOnline.net, UFC, and of course, those casino games as well. All available at BetOnline.net which continues to be the best spot for all your sports, scores, and news and betting this season. Olympic coverage as well at Bet Online. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all of the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. A weird day for rumors on Super Bowl Sunday. I feel like just every yeah, every yeah. writer, every insider was was waiting maybe for Super Bowl Sunday to drop some nuggets that they had been holding on to for a little while to add to everything. There was the Aaron Donald stuff we talked about. There's been this, you know, the, this Brady stuff. Ian Rappaport had an article uh, about um, a number of things, and it's it's seemingly less and less likely every day, Matt, that's, that some of the big names we thought might move this offseason, Aaron Rodgers, he had such glowing things to say at his MVP award speech during the NFL honors. By the way, we're going to have to talk about the Pro Football Hall of Famers on tomorrow's program and in some of those uh, season awards. But 
he's talked so glowingly about the organization and especially about his coach, Matt LaFleur. You really get the feeling and reports are that the Packers are going to do everything they can, giving him $50 million a year for a two-year contract even uh, mm-hmm. to, to keep him in Green Bay and feeling a lot less likely that Rodgers gets moved than really at any point over the last calendar year. Russell Wilson, the... The Seahawks have had no indication, gave no invoca- indication that they'd be willing to move Russell Wilson. And at this point, it almost feels nothing new on Watson, right? Know, nothing. Like, I mean, there's probably right. even if even if he was available, I think some teams would shy away, even if they were, you know, at least put him on the back burner and not be the first call they would make to the Texans to try to trade for Deshaun Watson. So that's a dicey situation right there for a lot of teams. It's almost as likely, it seems like, for someone like. Brady to come out of retirement or Kyler Murray to get traded than the names we thought would be moving in this offseason. Is there going to be a lot less movement in this offseason? Does that drive up the price of maybe the few veteran quarterbacks that might be available in a, in a year that doesn't have the, the most top-heavy draft class? Yeah, I need to think about it more. I mean, now that the season's in the books and come to think of it, I mean, even like the next tier down, like I don't think the Raiders move on from Carr. I mean, I don't know that there'll be any takers for mm-hmm. Cousins. That's And so Mc- that's part of the story is right. Like yeah. I think the reason that McDaniels got the job is because he's all in with Carr. And I think the reason right, right. that O'Donnell got the job, that it can be official now that the Super Bowl's over, going from L.A. to Minnesota, I think the reason he got the job and he talked about how, yeah, it's he's in, those are the reports, that, that O'Donnell's all the way in on Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. So he's not going anywhere either so it's really interesting there and you look at it at uh i think some of the best odds here for the 2023 february super bowl next year the steelers are 50 to 1 and they were a playoff team with bad big ben who was you know kind of maybe stayed a year too long uh in the league and you just get a i mean give me put jimmy g on the steelers right and 50 to 1 i feel like that's a pretty good bet but then again there might be not that Russell Wilson to the Steelers, which I would, you know, give me 50 to one all day if Russell Wilson or somebody like that. I mean, spend trade three first round picks for Kyler Murray. Right. Um, and then on the yeah. other side, you got Broncos that are 18 to one. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is already baked into that because I wouldn't look at the Broncos having any better shot than the Steelers as it stands right now with their current quarterback situations. So to me. 50 to 1 with the Steelers or 18 to 1 with the Broncos. Give me those Steelers odds all day long, unless maybe they think uh, there's more likelihood that Aaron Rodgers ends up a Bronco than maybe the Steelers getting themselves a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Take a step further with the quarterback conversation before. I think this helps the Niners in terms of getting more compensation for Jimmy. Mm -hmm. I think that's a possibility. The one thing we didn't mention, too, is over the weekend, the Colts said. Yeah, we're done with Carson Wentz. Yeah. And they're still here 25 to 1. Who's their quarterback? You know, I mean, I, I'm not betting on the Colts at this price. I mean, at the same price as the Patriots and a little, you know, better deal than the, the Chargers, same price as the Titans. You know, like I'm, th- I'm betting on the Patriots or Titans over the Colts, who doesn't have a quarterback right now. And even the Wentz movement, whether it's the Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa, whatever, doesn't really move the needle to me. And, you know, we can talk about him later, too. I'm not sure he'll be assured a starting spot no matter where he lands. But before I even looked at these odds, I was going to ask you, you know, I bet the Bengals a year ago were in this 50 to 1 or worse category. I was going to ask you of these 50 to 1 guys or, you know, worse, who stands out to you? And unfortunately, it's the Steelers because I, I know I always have to talk about the Steelers. I'm like, this team never has a losing year. It's, They're going to be better at quarterback, whether it's Matt Corral or Jimmy G. 
and they're there's only seven teams with longer odds than the Steelers. Come it, on, man! It doesn't make sense. They've got a defense. No, right. They, you know, they 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 do need some other pieces, not just quarterback. But they had already bad quarterback play. That's the they thing. They won eight games with Doc Hodges. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so like, that one immediately that one immediately stood out to me because I do expect them to do something, and I don't know what yeah. the feeling you get around the organization because you're closer than I am. But I think they're one of the most obvious teams to go get a veteran right. quarterback and and maybe get a a rookie quarterback on top of it. Do both, and you've got the resources right, right, to right. go to go take care of that in is almost in a similar I'm not implying they're a contender but I'm implying they have a better chance than the Jags or the Bears or right the Jets they're, or, well, you know, how about this with, you know? the other team that jumped out to me that are 50 to 1 odds or worse is the Bears yeah. could, could the Bears be next the next year's Bengals right Super super talented young quarterback Bengals. taking that second year jump. You get better a better coaching staff in there. They've got some pieces on defense to be a decent team. I thought they already underachieved. I thought they you know the naggy thing was over before the season started. It felt like how about the Bears making a big jump next year? Justin Fields showed a lot of bad, but also a lot of good. I mean, he's got a ton I of talent it. and made a lot of wild throws as a rookie too. Better coaching staff, year two jump from I mean, I don't know if they're going to be a Super Bowl team, but 80-1 sure. odds, I like the Bears. I don't think they belong in Jaguars, Giants, Jets, Lions, Texans territory. I hear what you're saying, and I also think the path in the NFC, I mean, if you're going to bet a long shot, I think I'd take an NFC team, you know, or, you know, hope that Rodgers leaves and all of a sudden the Bears might win their division. You know, like, right. I don't think that's a crazy talk. My reservations with them, and I, I think you're right. I mean, at that long of odds, 80-1, to 1, I might put a buck on it to win 80 bucks. Um, no <laughs> yeah. first round pick and their entire offense is hitting free agency almost. <laughs> so it's like Montgomery, Whitehair, Fields, Mooney, and everybody else is on the market. You know, like they need to find like seven starters. They have long odds for a reason. But of yeah. all the long odds teams, I, I really think the Steelers and the Bears stand out to me. Uh, mm-hmm. On on the other side, the, so the, in the bottom five teams with 101 to odds uh, or worse, Jaguars, Giants, Jets, Lions, Texans. Those are the five worst, and they're just right behind the Bears. The Chiefs have the best odds to win the Super Bowl, or worst odds, depending on how you're looking at it and how you're betting. Right, uh, right. Then the Bills, yeah. the Rams, Bengals, and Cowboys are the top five, and actually tied with the Cowboys at 14 to one is the 49ers. And that one's on the other side. That one feels a little high 14 to one with the second year quarterback. He played less than uh, the bears starting quarterback next year that we just talked about. I know the 49ers have a better roster around him, but that feels a little, little too high for the 49ers to be 14 to one. The chances of Lance coming in after basically a red shirt year and having a Mahomes after a red shirt year type season are such a long shot, and they don't need him to be the MVP like Mahomes was his first year as a starter. But and I'm super excited about. It. I'm sure you are too. But that's a huge question mark. Still, I still think a lot of this comes down to the NFC. I mean, even if Lance plays like the 20th best quarterback in the league, I still think the Niners are a favorite to go to the playoffs at least. I mean, there's not many good teams in the NFC and the South is terrible. The East outside Dallas is pretty bad. You know, I mean, uh, someone in that group will surprise us. Maybe the Eagles step up huge or three first round picks and hit on all of them. But I just think the NFC is a pretty easy path to the, the Super Bowl. you know, for the, for this conversation, you know, for long arts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I agree with you on that. If there's one team you had to put a buck on, though, at all these odds, who would you pick? 
I might, you know, while you think about it, I might take the Ravens at 20 to yeah, 1. Yeah, I was looking at that, the Ravens, because they had a, a, a bad year, a worse year than they should have. Um, right. That's a team that I think will be better, and, and they'll obviously they'll, they'll be in the mix. Uh, I would say the Titans are on a similar, I mean, easy, somewhat easy division to win for them. Mm-hmm. Bad injury luck, some of the worst injury luck ever for how, and, and that's why Vrabel won Coach of the Year. 91 players, I think. Uh, which was wow. a record that they had to use last season. Oh, along those lines, something I want to throw out: the re- the Football Outsiders always puts out their injury index for after the season. I can promise you, the Rams and Bengals were about the healthiest two teams in the league. I mean, mm. and last year it was the Bucks. You know, like yeah. just wanted to throw that out there because that's a big deal. You know, day after the Super Bowl, I just wanted to let everyone realize that staying healthy is really important. It might be the most important thing in this whole league. And you know what else is funny about the Super Bowl? We saw some of those major injuries that happened during the game and the extra right. you know, week, and the, this is the latest the Super Bowl has ever been on February the 13th, and it's the first time two teams have played the, what was it, the 21st game each? 21st game for both of them. Plus, right. and the preseason on top of that, 25 games. Some some of these players were in 25 games, you know, maybe didn't play a ton yeah. of snaps in preseason. Or no, there's not four preseason games anymore, so they didn't play that many. No, three. Right, yeah, right. So 24. But, but think but, if you're a fifth-round pick that yeah. <laughs> won a job, you know, won a job in camp and became a starter quickly in the season because you were so good in the preseason he played like 24 games yeah, i mean he played not two college seasons three, but, right it's unbelievable so remarkable and maybe that caught up a little bit with odell beckham's knee on the turf by the way five billion dollar stadium you can't put grass in that thing come on <laughs> good point last or we can even talk about as long as you want but these super bowl odds boy are they subject to change though i mean right so if if any big trade happened Right tomorrow with or the Steelers. Denver doesn't get a guy, or, right? You know, or, or Commanders, right? Or uh, I don't. They're already baking in. <laughs> Here's what's funny about this: is the the Packers have sixteen to one odds. The very next team is the Broncos, eighteen to one odds. One of those teams is not going to have Aaron Rodgers, and maybe both teams if Rodgers decides to retire. But <laughs> right, to have Broncos right. and Packers at the same level when. Rodgers is still a Packer. doesn't make any sense to me at all. Right. Like, if he signs a new deal with Green Bay, Denver's going to go to one of these 33-to-1s or something like that. You know, and are the, are, is the Broncos, are the Broncos better without, right now, currently, with their current quarterback situation? Are, are the Broncos better than the Steelers at 50-to-1? No. They're, they're the same. Right. That's what you know, I'm right. saying. It's Neither insane. one is a true starting quarterback right now, yeah. and the rosters are both pretty decent. So whether know? it's the Panthers, Steelers, Commanders which is still weird, kind of getting used to saying that. Uh, The Saints could be in that mix. We'll see how, and we're going to have Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints, to break down that cap situation for us. Um, And the Broncos are in that mix. They should all kind of be in the same zone, and most of them are. The Broncos are just way out in front for some reason. because Who's the Colts and Bucks quarterback? Right. Any one of those teams gets quarterback, their odds immediately go up, and all the other teams' odds probably should go down because it makes it less likely that they can get a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, One more Packer note, too, is – even if Rodgers returns, they're $50 million over the cap. I mean, they're going to be a worse team on paper next year, even if they keep Adams and Rodgers. Right, yeah. Well said. So you know, But it's an easy division, and the NFC is not a bad path, and I'll hitch my wagon to Rodgers to you know, maybe win something. Uh, to your question, who am I betting on if I'm trying to actually cash the bet and I'm mm-hmm. not trying to win a lot of money, then I'd probably go Chiefs or Bills. I'd say the Bills, the Ravens to me is kind of a – Let's take a shot. You know, I trust the organization. Everyone seems to be sleeping on Lamar. 
But I'm going to pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl next year if I had to pick right now. And so I might put a buck on that. 15 to 2, that's not bad. I'm trying to make a lot of money. I think it bears. Wow. Okay. I mean, put 10 bucks on 80 to 1 on the Bears. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Craziness. Could you see like the Giants or Jets reviving their quarterback and having good off seasons with a lot of picks and cap room for the Jets? And I'm not saying go. Could they be the Bengals? By the way, the Bengals were 150 to 1. That's the worst on this list. That's Lions Texans neighborhood. <laughs> wow. Uh, and they didn't and he didn't cash. No. But you got close. You right. Know, right. Yep. Right. This is to win. Yep. Bonkers. All right. Good stuff. Tons of storylines. Yep. Let's talk Pro Bowl. Let's talk season ending awards. We're talking off season as well. Every single I've been putting day. Putting my top five list together too. Oh, that's for, right. For draft positions. Too. Matt Williamson's so kinds of good stuff. NFL draft top fives are coming I got a as well. Or two in my back pocket too to pull out. I mean, all kinds of good stuff. And I'm sure there'll be tons of storylines every single day. The insiders working hard, talking with agents and uh, any kind of leaks they can find in those front offices around the NFL. The NFL never sleeps. And Matt Williamson. And Brian Peacock will have it covered for you every day. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Matt doing the Locked On Dynasty football podcast. I'm doing Locked On 49ers. Your team is covered no matter the sport right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.